preachers to think about our nation and speak on that, and I generally try to do that and uh, plan to today as well. The title of the sermon is a simple one, but you already know this, but nations are made up of families. And I emphasize that again because of we're having this special study on Wednesday night this summer and speaking about families and thinking about families. And again, you already know that, but just a reminder that nations are made up of families. Families are made up of people, groups, and tribes around the world. So I want to address the nation, and I, I feel like probably many of you will uh, probably have some special occasion on Tuesday the 4th. You'll have a moment, I hope, to stop and think about the United States of America. If you don't, I, I wish you would plan on doing that. And on that day, pray for our nation. It's a great time to, to do that. Uh, I oftentimes will preach and use the text that deals with nations, and I've chosen to do that again. I was interested to look up the word nation or nations on Bible Gateway just to see how often it's used in the Bible. And the word nation or nations is used 559 times. Then as I looked and swept down, I always look in the Old Testament and the New Testament, Jesus used the word nation and nations on many times, but the one New Testament book that had the most word nation or nations in it, I was curious to find out that it was the book of Revelation. And uh, you know that God deals with nations. God chose to reveal himself on this earth through a nation. He chose Israel, not because they were so great and wonderful. He just chose them to reveal himself to the world. So he definitely cares about nations. And we see how often he mentions nations in the Bible. Here's one of the scriptures from Revelation. This is Revelation 10, 11. Again, 21 times the word nation or nations used. This is Revelation 10. And he said to me, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. And then I read earlier out of Psalm 22. I'll read it again. Psalm 22, 27, and 28. All of the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all of the families of the nations, all the families of the nations shall worship before you, for the kingdom is the Lord's, and he rules over the nations. Another passage you may have heard preached on this particular Sunday, that before the fourth, is Proverbs 14.34. Listen to what it says. Righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. Righteousness exalts a nation. But you let sin begin to take over. It is a reproach to any people. Sin has an effect on a nation because nations are made up of families and people. And you let sin continue to reign, it's a reproach. But righteousness will exalt a nation. Then I chose Isaiah, Isaiah 60, Isaiah 60, verse 12. The nations and the kingdoms which will not serve the Lord, they will perish. They will be utterly ruined. Those are strong words to nations, but we need to hear them again. The nations and the kingdoms which will not serve the Lord, they will perish. They will be utterly ruined. 
let some of that sink into you. Now I'm going to give you some trivia questions. There would be money given away to the top winner. Just see George Day for $100 each of you if you get these correctly. Do you know who said this? Who said these words? Government of the people, by the people, for the people shall not perish from the earth. Whose president said that? Abraham Lincoln. There it is, $100 right there. Thank you, Kathy. Do you enjoy hearing the Star Spangled Banner? Do y'all get kind of goosebumps when you hear it? I mean, if it's sung well, I still live in at ball games. I like to watch sports events, and I'm interested to who's going to sing the national anthem. You, did you know that bit of trivia that the national anthem is the Star Spangled Banner? It hadn't always been called the national anthem. Who wrote the Star Spangled Banner? There you go. That's a lot of hundreds there, George. You figure that out. Francis Scott Key. Now, who can tell me what year he wrote it? Now, if you were in the early service, don't yell out. 1814. It did not become the national anthem. And Congress named it the national anthem in what year? That's correct, 1931. No, nobody knew that. I didn't know, I didn't know any of this. I just happened to pull it up because I knew I was going to talk about the Star Spangled Banner. Now, here's another one which is leading to me where I'm going now. Who's the best person you've ever heard sing the national anthem? Just tell me. <laughs> James Martin saying, Pat, she's the best ever. <laughs> I'll amen that. I'll amen that. We'll put her on the list. You're right up there with, did anybody say Whitney Houston? Thursday service, some of y'all are nodding yes. I mean, she just, she had such a powerful voice and yes to hear her sing it was pretty pretty impressive Whitney Houston uh, anybody else that impresses you that sang the national anthem who Kate Smith yes yes that's a good one I hadn't heard that but yeah that is do you remember who sang the national anthem last year at Super Bowl 50 in 2016 Y'all don't remember? I was surprised, but I'm telling you what, she nailed it. And I was a little nervous because it was Lady Gaga. Yeah, we were all a little nervous of what might happen. And so, uh, but let me tell you, that's one of the best I've ever heard. I mean, she, it was awesome. I listened to it three or four times this week. I made my granddaughter Madeline. I turned it on on, the, on my phone. We listened to it in the, uh, in, the, in the truck. And I said, Madeline, wasn't that beautiful? Yeah whatever you know she didn't care but I do even even hearing it I, I got my hair on the back of my neck to stand up my arms are just a powerful song did you know that there's more than one verse how many verses are there in the Star Spangled Banner do you have any idea there are four I didn't know that if you'd asked me that I wouldn't have known it I want to read the last verse to you here's the last verse of the Star Spangled Banner Oh, thus be it ever when free men shall stand between their loved home and the war's desolation. Blessed with victory and peace may the heaven-rescued land. Blessed with victory and peace may the heaven-rescued land. And this is a good line. I put it in bold. Praise the power that hath made 
and preserved us a nation. Praise the power that hath made and preserved us a nation. Then conquer we must when our cause it is just. And this be our motto when God is our trust. And the star-spangled banner and triumph shall wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. That last line is at the end of each verse. In God we trust. We must. Just in what little scripture I've read. We must trust God. We must fear Him. I sent a message on Twitter to President Donald Trump. What are y'all laughing about? Y'all don't think I can do that? You know, he's always sending Twitters. I don't know why. He's, but I sent, a, I sent on Twitter to President Trump, and I sent it to all the members of Congress. I tried to send it to all the members of the United States Senators. I sent them a, a tweet. Is that the right word? I sent them a tweet on Twitter. Now, y'all know I really did, and I don't know how to tweet a tweet on Twitter. Y'all, I had some of you, though. But if I had them, what I was going to send them, and I'm going to lead into this chapter that we're about to read, I was going to ask them, and I still would be interested to find out from every United States Senator and President Donald Trump and every congressman, would they give us some feedback on Psalm 33? We're about to read the whole chapter. And I think it would be interesting to hear what they might have to say, their perspective from Psalms 33, from Washington, D.C., what they might tell us. What's God saying to us as a nation to ask them specifically that? So I want to ask you, if you've got the 3D, you may have already done this, but if you haven't, over the next day or two, I'm going to read it real slow, and we're just going to kind of meditate. It's going to lead us into communion. Psalm 33, because there's one verse that's often used in a national sermon, Psalm 33, 12, and I'll read it in just a moment. But I want you to meditate on it, and I want you to listen to some of the wise information that it's giving to a nation. But there's some very specific needs here that we need from God that are for your family, that you, your family needs this. And you as an individual you need to hear what God says in Psalm 33. So let's read through it. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise from the upright is beautiful. Hear, hear God saying that. That when you praise me from your heart, it's beautiful to me. Rejoice in the Lord, all you righteous. For praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the heart. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Praise him with the pipe organ. That doesn't say that, but it's there. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. For the word of the Lord is right, and all of his work is done in truth. That line that says, sing to the Lord a new song, I read in a commentary that that's not really, well, which we do write new songs and new lyrics, but it, I, I liked what it said. It really not, it's necessary to sit down writing a new song, but it's those songs that we do sing, and you may hear them over and over again, but inside your heart in worship, you write a new song, and you hear it, and you just glorify it and praise it. Praise to God who 
Then he gets, says in verse 4, I'll read it again. For the word of the Lord is right, and all of his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord, or the loving kindness, or the mercy can be translated. In verse 6, he goes back to creation. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. You know how many times God goes back and reminds us that he is our creator? And he goes back to Genesis, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. God said, let there be the firmament. God said, let us create man in our image. God said, God said, God said, what he speaks is truth. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deep in storehouses. Let all of the earth fear the Lord. It doesn't, but it should. We know that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We know that as believers, how important it is to be in awe of who he is. So let all of the earth fear the Lord. Let all of the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. We know that Jesus was there in the beginning. We know from reading John that the word became flesh and he dwelt among us that we might know the Father. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So he wants us to be established again that His Word matters. Jesus said that heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Here's reminding us, by the Word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Let all of the earth fear the Lord. Verse 9, for He spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the peoples of no effect. Verse 11, the counsel of the Lord stands forever. Listen to me, moms and dads. Your family needs the counsel of the Lord because it will stand forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. And then verse 12 is often used on a 4th of July sermon. Verse 12 said, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own inheritance. The Lord looks from heaven, and he sees all the sons of men. From the place of his dwelling, he looks on all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts individually. Ever thought about that, how God tinkers inside your heart? He fashions your heart, the very being of who you are. He fashions their hearts individually. He considers all of their works. Everything that we've done, we'll give an account for. Every word that we speak, we'll give an account for. He considers all their works. No king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. We preached a while back from that text. It says, not by power and by might. In other words, human might and power. But by my spirit, saith the Lord. A horse is a vain hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. Listen to verse 18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who what? Fear him. God's going to be watching you in just a moment when you come down and take communion. His eyes will be upon those who fear him. 
That's both a dreadful thought, but yet a very comforting thought. Behold the eyes of the Lord on those who fear Him, on those who hope in His mercy. To deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and He is our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in Him because He has trusted, because we have trusted in His holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us just as we hope in you. I want you to meditate on that over the next few days and let that help you to lead into a prayer for the United States of America. I want to close with this. I'm going to share with you seven specific needs that I've drawn out of this. You may read it. You come up with ten. I chose seven because seven is a pretty good godly number. But these are seven specific needs that come from Psalm 33 that our nation must remember. But I also narrow it down to your family and you. You and your family must also see these seven specific needs that come from God. I'm going to repeat them several times. The first one is His Word. counsel of the nations will come to naught the counsel of the Lord will stand forever we need his word we need his word the second thing is we need to be reminded of his work we need his work the power and all that he has in that word God said you were created we need his word we need his works we need his counsel as a family and as an individual you need to seek the Lord Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Never rely on what you think you know. Remember the Lord in everything you do and He shall direct your paths. We need His counsel. We need His power. There's things that happen in our life that He sustains us with the power from His Spirit. That those things in our lives that we can't even explain but the power of God that's present. We need His power. We need His knowledge. The knowledge that he ordains and sustains. His word, his works, his counsel, his power, his knowledge, his faithfulness. Throughout the Bible, you see his faithfulness. Unfortunately, because of us and why we keep having to come back to communion is because of our unfaithfulness. There's days I'm unfaithful. I don't follow Christ like I should at every moment. And I have to come back to this table and say, please forgive me. And I do it because he who calls me is faithful. He's faithful. We need his faithfulness, that security that it brings. The last thing, we need his mercy. Without it, we can't stand. As a nation, as a family, you cannot stand without his mercy. And individually, you and I couldn't even come to this table for what it were not for the mercy of the Lord. So as you come, for specific needs, Psalm 33, His word, His works, His counsel, His power, His knowledge, His faithfulness, and His mercy. I wrote a prayer in the 3D, and I'm going to share part of it with you as we begin to make our way to communion. Will you bow with me? Dear God, pour out on our nation a spirit of repentance and revival.
God, we know that throughout human history, every time there was a great revival, we can go back and see that somebody repented. God, we want revival, but it will not come unless the spirit of repentance falls upon us. That's individually, as a family, or as a nation. God, pour out a spirit of repentance upon the United States of America. God, I also pray that you will help me. And as I pray that prayer for myself personally, I pray that you'll pray it for yourself right now personally. All you men that are here, you ladies, you moms, you dads, and even if you're single, you still have family that you're connected to. Please help me lead my family, God, in the ways of righteousness and in truth. Lord, as we come to this table, we ask you to bless it. Thank you that you've invited us. For we pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you will take your hymn, hymn